I'm like, I'm really tripping out here. But literally in my mind, I was like, man, is it, you know, like the, the, the old head PTOs, like, are they going to really like me? Like, am I going to be invited to other things? Are there like secret meetings at people's houses? You know what I'm saying? That like all the parents don't get invited to, but the cool kids do. I'm like, I want to be one of those parents, right? And I was asking myself, if I were to tell you guys the truth, I was asking myself if they're really going to like me. I was kind of like, man, like, are they going to like me? Are they going to, but maybe I just kind of put some clothes on just to make them like me and make them think that I'm kind of cool. But the truth is, I mean, I was genuinely asking this question, like, how should I be? Should I be myself? Should I maybe just kind of keep it reserved for a moment? And because the, the question that was going in my head was like, if they really knew me, would they really like me? Like if they knew that I was kind of wild, like, right? Like I only got saved like seven years ago. So I'm just, I'm like, I don't know. Like, are these like super Christian moms? Should I like be a little bit more reserved? I do have these tights on, all my glory is out. Maybe I should pull it down. You know, like I'm trying, like processing through, like this is crazy. This is like a 30 minute window, kindergarten, playground time, popsicles, you know? But I'm processing through it. And I have to just tell you, it went great. We passed out the popsicles. I was dodging kitty germs. It was crazy. I was so glad I had my workout clothes on. Cause I was like, whoo these kitty germs is real out here. It's not stuff was flowing around. It was crazy. Um, but I get in the car and I, and I kind of like chuckle at myself a little bit because I kind of sort of felt like I was in middle school again, right? Like I had like built up all this momentum because I, you know, I kind of felt like weird. I didn't know him. I was new to the crew. Like I didn't know the whole PTO game. Like it was my first weekend volunteering. And maybe you can resonate with that a little bit, right? Like you, maybe it's a new school this semester. Maybe it's a new class. Maybe it's just you thinking back to like, what does it feel like to not be known? To walk in a room completely curious as to who's there. I mean, my girl in the back earlier said, I'm just totally out of my comfort zone right now. Like, I don't know none of these people, okay? But I feel like, I don't know for a second, go with me. I feel like we all kind of have this feeling of, of wanting to belong, you know? Like when we go to a place that we don't know and we're unaware, we're like, how am I supposed to act? Do I be fully me or do I kind of feel it out? I mean, I'm like a charmer or whatever on the Enneagram. I don't know, I'm a three. And so I kind of like feel things out. I can kind of be like all things to all men. You know what I'm saying? And I wrestle with that a lot. And I think just for a moment, maybe that's not just because of my personality type, but because truly we all have this desire to belong. I mean, it is said that one of the deepest longings of the human heart is to know that it belongs, right? It's to know that, man, I got my people that they know me, that the homies gonna dap you me up when I come in and they're gonna give me high fives and hugs and everything else that when I walk into a small group, that's not gonna be like that awkward silence, like, where's Goody go to? You know, it's just like really weird, you know? Like, you don't really know, right? Like, but it's because we, we as humans have this deep longing to belong. Now go with me here. I believe that if that's true, then maybe the second line is true too, that if one of the deepest longings of the human heart is to know that it belongs, that maybe just maybe one of the deepest fears of the human heart is rejection. It's to take that step into the unknown and then get rejected because of who you are. That maybe you share just a little bit too much and everybody's kind of side-eyeing you when you leave. It's like, okay, well, she's never gonna be saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I don't know if we're gonna get accept her up in here. It's that feeling of, of trying out for a team, giving it all you got, like, I'm gonna kill it. And then you don't make it, right? It's that feeling where it's like, I'm gonna slide into her DMs right now. This is it, bro. Like it's been all semester. I'm about to do it. I'm sliding in. And she never looks at it, right? Because she's like, it's gone in that weird message box. And then she just clicked on delete. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. It's like, okay, she never looked at it. Okay, it's great. Um, 
But it's that feeling of putting your whole self out there and getting rejected in return. And we're on this concept of courage. And now we've been talking about this concept in other contexts, but now I would love for us to bring it into the context of vulnerability, of stepping into the unknown, showing up and being fully you and how that takes courage. See, see, most of us battle with the concept of being brave enough to be broken, to be brave enough to show up and be fully who we are. And I mean, gosh, it's no wonder, right? Because our world kind of like has set this parameter of perfection as the new thing. It's like the new trend to be perfect. It's the new trend to make sure that you are wearing all Nike and not Nike and Adidas. You know what I'm saying? I have to be specific about the Nike shoes that day in kindergarten. It's this, this concept that we've got to have it all together all the time. And it's kind of twisted our minds a little bit and made us think that real bravery is, is hiding when truly it's being fully known and fully you and fully seen. That to be the most courageous in the midst of fear is to look the fear of vulnerability in the eye and say, I'm going to be courageous instead. But we don't do that. See, I believe that our world has kind of taught us a new formula, that this, this formula right here that I would rather be, it's greater to be fake and accepted than real and rejected. Right, like, like come on ladies, I'm gonna just get in y'all business a little bit. We're not about to get on Instagram looking ugly out here. Come on, let's be real. Y'all remember that whole, Beyonce tried to say it, like I woke up like this. It's like, I'm not posting that on Instagram. You ain't gonna never see me in the I woke up like this category. It ain't never gonna happen, okay? I am gonna download the Perfect 365 app and I'm gonna draw my makeup on if I got to, okay? I'm drawing these eyebrows on today for the internet. And if I gotta go far, I may put a little fake blush on too, a little digital blush, okay? Right, ladies, like we're, we are not about to show up being less than what we think is perfect. And that's just like a small, funny example. Guys, I'm gonna go ahead and come to you right now. I might as well, you know what I'm saying? While I'm on it, you know? Fellas in the room, come on, man, we've all had that moment. Where it's like you're playing football, you're playing basketball, you're doing your thing on the court. I don't really know how to do it because I'm not athletic, right? Like you're doing your thing, you're dribbling, you're like, <laughs> you're hitting it, right? Or maybe you're like throwing the football like Tom Brady, I don't know. I don't know, I'm just naming people. I don't know, I'm not into sports. Okay, it's fine. Um, and you get like hit, right? Or somebody like side swaps you. I don't know what it's called, right? And they just knock the wind out of you, right? And you're like, who? And then your bros come over. Bro, 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 you good, you good? You're like, yeah, man. I'm fine. It's like, brother, you almost died today. We heard your ribs. They cracked, they cracked a little bit, right? But it's like, no, 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 like we can't be weak out here, right? Like, no, 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 no. And if I just were to get, maybe I just make fun of myself, okay? I feel like I'm kind of like a professional Christian. I don't really know how that I landed here because I was a little wild growing up. I was definitely ratchet. Um, <laughs> But you know, for us in our arena, we battle with this idea that people kind of look up to the stage and they're like, oh, I want to be like that person. I want to have the cars that they have. I want to have the preacher sneakers, whatever they're called that they have, right? And what we're wrestling with as Christian leaders is this idea that instead of showing the world our weaknesses and our brokenness, we've put on this facade that a church is for saints, and that we have to be so perfect. And in order to even grace the stage, like you gotta have it all together. But what would a world look like if we as Christian leaders even were courageous enough to say, hey, play, I suck. 
Like, I suck, okay? And I've done a lot of crazy things. And the only reason why I'm up here right now is by the grace of God. But that's courage, though. I mean, it's courage in a world that says, oh, no, no, that's you sharing too much. No, 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 no. You got to have it all together. No, 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 you got to be fake and accepted. Because if you're real, you may be rejected. And so for some of us in the room, maybe we are battling with rejection, with this fear of rejection. Like, man, I can't be fully myself because what if, what if, what if? And the question then becomes like, why are we so afraid of rejection? Like, why? Why is it even a fear? Why do we even battle with this? Well, I think it's just one word, it's shame. It's, it's, it's shame. It's shaming from the outside in and shame from the inside out. For some of us, I, I don't know, that may look like being ashamed of not remembering the night before when you were out. I'm trying not to get all in your business. Maybe you drank a little bit too much and you legit do not remember what went down last night. Maybe for some of you, it, it's the fact that your parents maybe went through something hard and they went through a divorce and you're just carrying that with you. Maybe it's a word that was spoken over you by a friend or a family member or somebody that told you you weren't good enough. That no, 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 you can't do that. Maybe it was on social media. Maybe somebody shamed you on social media for wearing a thing, made fun of you, called you out, reposted something, etc. Maybe for you it's how you acted in a relationship. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe you just, you went a little, you got a little too emotional. Right, ladies, we're a little crazy, all right? Half the ladies in this room, I guarantee you, I'm gonna say something right now, you're gonna agree with it and you're gonna act like it didn't happen. You watched yourself cry in the mirror. <laughs> I know, I know it's weird. We just wanna see how ugly we are. We're like, what's happening? <laughs> Don't lie. Gosh, it's a safe place. We're just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so ugly right now. <laughs> like you laugh a little bit. I know. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Fellas, maybe for you. Okay. I'm like, I got to come to you because I just like ragged on the ladies right now. That was the best. It was the best moment ever. Right. <laughs> but fellas, maybe for you, like legit, like the girl, like you were like, man, I'm going to give my whole heart, man. It's nobody else. Man, it's nobody else in the world. And then she's like, hey, it's over. And you're like, man, I didn't even like her, no way. All your friends are like, bro, she broke up with you. You thought you were gonna marry her. Did you get that ring popped though? You thought it was, I mean, you know, like maybe, maybe it happened to you. Maybe that's where shame came from for, for you. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, for me, at least, it, it seriously did come from the Christian world. I mean, for me, at least. I mean, a little bit about my story. I mean, I, again, crazy. I grew up crazy, man. I was like, kind of like the young Rihanna. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, real wild, real, real wild. Um, but decided to, to graduate. I graduated uh, high school at 16. I like left my parents' house. I was like, whatever. I'm owning my own life. I put myself through college. I'm doing my thing. I'm supposed to go to law school. I'm like the next Olivia Pope in my mind. And then at 19, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get married. Boom, bye. I'm not going to law school. I'm starting life. Boom. My parents were like, no. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. Um, so <laughs> I moved from Texas. I go to Georgia and I ended up being in an abusive marriage. But while I was in that marriage, I was doing ministry. I was a youth pastor, I was doing my thing, and I was fake. But I was really accepted though. I pretended that everything was fine. 
Oh yeah, I had posted pictures. I was trying to be cute. I was with my boo, I'm doing my thing. And all the while behind the scenes, I was battling with shame. I didn't wanna be rejected because I didn't want people to put me to shame. I didn't wanna lose you know, the influence or the purpose that I thought I had that God had given me. I'm like, I'm on this platform. I gotta keep it all together. I gotta be fake. Cause that's the only way they're gonna accept me. If I get a divorce, if I put it all out there, they're gonna reject me. I'm gonna lose it all. And I think I wrestled with that back and forth and back and forth until the moment that I just, I had to get out. I had to be intentional for my own safety, my own emotional well-being, And I had to get out and I faced the shame. But here's the one thing that I learned. The majority of my shame, it came from the inside. I mean, there were a few, right? That was like, oh, you shouldn't have, you should have stuck it out. It don't matter. But really, it was all for me. It was all me wrestling with this idea that I had to be this kind of perfect picture of something. I love what Brene Brown, she, she says this right here. She says, oh, you are imperfect, girl. You're wired for struggle. I'll never forget reading that. I'm going through this season. I'm walking through a divorce. I'm, I'm like, man, my ministry life is over. This is it. I'm gonna go work for Starbucks. I don't know, it's crazy, which I totally would work for Starbucks. I love Starbucks. But I read these words, Brene Brown says to me, baby girl, you're imperfect and you are wired for struggle. She doesn't even hesitate around it. The way she sets this up as she talks about this idea of imperfection is she says, hey, let me give you a, a, a truth, a hard truth, a fact, a principle. The sun's gonna come up, the sun's gonna go down. And also you're imperfect and you're wired that way. That actually all of that brokenness that you're carrying around, that shame, those mistakes that you're making, you're wired for that. That is how you were created, imperfect. So get over it. Because if you keep carrying around shame because of who you are and the mistakes that you've made, then this is gonna happen. Shame's gonna shut you up and it's gonna shut others out. It's gonna shut you down. You, I mean, come on, man. When we're ashamed, man, we put all the walls up. It's over. It's like, mm, I'm, I'm about to lie. I'm a lie out here, right? You're in a conversation with somebody you're like, yeah, we went fishing last week. Yeah, my dad's got a yacht. It's the best. It's like, brother, your dad ain't got a yacht. What you talking about? We, we start putting these walls up. We start creating these facades. Like we, we just start isolating ourselves from the world. For me, oh my gosh, I, I literally was like, I'm not talking to anybody because all the people that really know me and really know what I go through, like going through this divorce, I'm like, they're gonna, no, it's okay. I have to protect myself from even them. The people that leaned into me and said, hey, Tony, we'll walk with you through this. I was like, nah, it's okay. Because I was afraid that they would judge me. I was afraid of shame. And it was all coming from inside of here. And I was building just these walls all over the place. And I isolated myself. And Brene Brown also says that when you isolate the good parts of yourself, you inadvertently isolate everything and everyone. When you close down all your struggles, your bad parts of yourself, everything goes with it. All the good, all the joy that you bring to the world, all the relationships that you have, everything just gets closed in and sucked in. And then you find yourself alone. And let me tell you, the damage of isolation is way worse than the courage of being seen and known. 
but that's so easy to say. But how do we do it? Tony, wow, like, okay, I wanna be courageous, but how though? Well, you gotta stand on some foundational truths. You, you gotta stand on something that's greater than a long, someone's long post on Instagram, what all the guys say you should be or shouldn't be. You gotta stand on some solid truth. And in 1 John chapter, one, or chapter three, verse one, it says this right here, I love it. He says, see, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. This is how I imagine he's saying it because there's an exclamation point, so my eyes are big. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it just didn't know him. But the truth is, you guys, we are children of God. It's what we are. But that is so hard for us to believe in the middle of our mess. For some of us in this room, that's the first time we may have heard that. You are a child of God. You are a son, a daughter. You have dominion. He has called you. He has created you wonderfully and beautifully and impeccably. That's the kind of God that you serve. The one who risked it all for you. You perfect son and daughter in his eyes. And I believe he put exclamation points for a reason. Let me just sidebar that. Okay, because this is exciting news, especially for those that are in the darkness of their fear. They're saying, man, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I've done too much. I've made too many mistakes. I can't be fully me. I can't be fully known. I'm just fake out here. This is crazy. I'm insecure. I'm battling with so many things right now. But in those deepest, darkest moments, do you ever think to yourself, and even with all that, I'm still a son. I'm still a daughter of God. That God's period to the world's creation was you. That he just could not be done creating our entire world in six days until humans, you, stepped on the face of this earth. The first part of that Brene Brown quote says, you are imperfect and you are wired for struggle. Do you know what the end says? But you are worthy of love and belonging. And that worth wasn't something you earned. You didn't get it when you were three or five or 13 or 18 or when you turned 20 or 21 and you could lose your mind and do anything you wanted. That worth it came prepackaged in your heart. It came beautifully created on the inside of you. Before you had an Instagram, before we was on MySpace, whew, okay, before Vine was even created, that worth, that worth was there for you. But he doesn't even stop there. No, he said, I'm, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going. I want them to know they are my sons, they are my daughters. Nothing in the whole entire world can take that away. But I got a little something more. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, he keeps going and he says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. Here's what that scripture is saying. Our God, who calls us sons and daughters, loves us. But not only does he love us, 
He loves us with a perfect love. But I mean, okay, what is perfect love even, right? Like that's what I kind of think when I read the scripture. I was like, no, what? Okay, what are we talking about now? Oh, it's relentless. Perfect love is never ending. Perfect love is fearless. Perfect love has no doubts about you. Perfect love endures. Perfect love never, ever, ever wavers. That's the kind of love God has for his sons and for his daughters. A perfect love. I mean, God's love is just perfect love. That's what it is. God's love is perfect love. But here's the deal. Next slide. Next slide. And God's love drives out fear. It's that same fear that I felt when I said, man, I, I can't. I can't get a divorce. I can't tell everybody. I got to stay in this. I just got to take it. It was that fear. Well, I mean, what, what's God going to think about me? He's going to abandon me. Well, I'm not tithing enough to the church. I'm not giving enough to the church. Maybe you've been told that when you grew up or wherever church you came from, that, that this God is this big, mean God who's punishing you for everything, who's abandoning you for all your decisions, who's walked away from you because what you did that night, because of the agreements that you made inside of your heart against yourself, because the lies you've been telling yourself, because of how much you drink, how much you don't study, how much you cheat, how much you lie, how much you steal. Maybe, maybe you're convinced that that's the way that God sees you, but it's not true. The truth is God's love is perfect. And that perfect love drives out all fear. Maybe a better sentence is this one right here. We as humans will go to great lengths to find any love. I mean, we out here sliding in all the DMs, okay? But our heavenly father went great lengths to show us his love, great lengths. Come on, many of us in this room know the story. Great lengths, sent his son, his only son to come down to this earth, to only walk on this earth and live a perfect life just about 10 to 13 years more than what you are living in right now. Only to be beaten, mistreated, made fun of because he decided to be real. Now, he didn't send a sundown to be fake and accepted. He, he sent a sundown to be real and ultimately rejected for who? For us. No, he, he didn't even stop there. His son, Jesus was beaten, but then also he was crucified as well publicly humiliated for his very existence and killed for us. What a gift. What a gift and a reminder of why we have to be courageous. But here's the deal. Here's what Jesus knew when he came down to this earth that light does not serve its purpose unless there's darkness. Just as our courage does not serve its purpose unless there's fear. 
But Jesus said, no, I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna be the light in darkness because that is the only way that I will serve my purpose. And for us today, our challenge is, how can I be courageous even in the midst of fear of being vulnerable? Well, he's told us how. One, it's a reminder. You have to be reminded that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High. Not only that, but you also have to receive that there is a perfect love that has been bestowed on you, attached to your worth that came with you when you came onto this earth. But then he doesn't stop there. Because then he says, now that you know, you have to go and tell others. And in John 13, verse 34 and 35, he then says this, a command I give you, this is Jesus talking to us, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It's not enough for us to walk in the courage of being fully seen and known, but we have got to create that space for others. See, the world is lying to us and saying that we have to be perfect to be used. But when God is saying is that he wants to use us right in the middle of our mess. He wants to prove to the world that while we are imperfect and wired for struggle, we still are worthy of love and belonging. But not only that, he wants us and needs us to go and tell others. I mean, we have this place right here. This amazing family of people, it's not enough for you to sit in your small group and know I'm gonna be courageous today. I am gonna tell all of my business. I'm gonna do it. But what does it look like for you to extend that same grace to others? Maybe it's expanding your friends group. Maybe it's not talking about that person that may look a little different or act a little different than you. Maybe it's getting outside of your comfort zone and walking to someone that you don't know, that you would usually not talk to because in your mind they're weird and say, hey, you're loved, I just wanna let you know that. Maybe for you, it's about your social media. It's about showing others that you can be vulnerable. I mean, gosh, for me, that's been such a big shift for me. Before on my social media channels, it was all me on stages. I was like, look at me in all my glory. Now, I'm like, hey, life sucks, by the way. Just wanna let y'all know, stuff's hard out here. Parenting is real, okay? I almost hit my kid like an adult the other day. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've seen in my own life, the more vulnerable I get, the more freedom people are getting around me. They're saying, man, Tony, I didn't know you were going through that. I, I didn't know your kid has sensory processing disorder. I didn't know that she got kicked out of multiple preschools. I didn't know that you... You've been divorced, you've been through trauma, you've been through abuse. Wow, me too. Literally, just today I got a message from a woman. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that you have been divorced, that you've gone through trauma, that you've gone through counseling. Like, do you have any tips for me? But it all came because I walked in the courage of being vulnerable and real and authentic and true. And my prayer, my hope is always that when people see me, it would not be because of my talents, my gifts, what I have on, but because I am completely undeniably broken and crazy as I don't know what, but there's a God that still wants to use me for great things, even in the midst of my brokenness. What? That's what our world needs. A generation, you guys, I'm old, okay? 
a generation of people that would say, nah, I'm messed up out here. I suck sometimes, but I'm still worthy of love and belonging. I am still a son. I am still a daughter of God. And I'm really, really loved too. And you also are loved as well. But it starts with us right here in this room because you know it now. So here's what I want us to do as we close. I want everybody to close their eyes. I want us to use our imagination again because now we're doing like fake kindergarten right now. And I want us to imagine the freedom that you could walk in, man. Imagine that very thing that's, that's just, man, been eating you up because you've just been hiding it. You haven't talked about it. You ain't brought it up to your friends. You haven't brought it up to your small groups. You didn't did something and it is buried deep on the inside of you and it is holding you bondage. Imagine the freedom that you could have if you released it. Imagine the confidence that you'd walk in once you released it in a safe space with people that love and care for you like we do here at the living room. Imagine the confidence you can walk in to say, you know what? Yep, I made a mistake, but I'm still worthy of love and belonging. Imagine if you held true to this, this idea, this, this fact that you are a child of God and that he loves you with a perfect, beautiful, relentless love. Imagine your confidence. Imagine the friendships that you could have if y'all would all just be real and stop being fake. If we would all just say, hey, you know what, man, I went through a lot today, what happened? Imagine how we could process through these things together and create safe spaces all over our world, on our campuses, at our jobs of people saying, I am not afraid to be authentically who I am. Imagine the world when the hundreds of us in this room start to go out and walk and practice in that, where likes didn't matter, comments didn't matter, followers didn't matter, that the only thing that mattered to the world is that they are always a child of God, that they are always perfectly loved by Him, that we don't have to fear rejection and abandonment and judgment by a God who loves us and sacrificed for us. I challenge you all in this room to do that. Scared. Let me pray. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for just your truth. I mean, how cool is it that we can look back into a book and not even doubt what you believe about us, but literally read it for ourselves that we are children of God, that is what we are. And that we are loved by you with a perfect love that drives out fear, crushes fear. And what an honor it is to carry that truth to others, to create safe spaces where people can belong and be seen and known. What an honor. God, would you give us the bravery and the courage to go out into this world and just be us? Imperfect, crazy at times, mistake-making, loved human beings. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.